Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. Today we welcome back Paul Coyle. He's a screenwriter for many shows, uh, Crazy Like a Fox, uh, uh, Jake and the Fat Man. Most popular probably would be Xena Warrior Princess and Star Trek the Animated Series, Star Trek Voyagers, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and Hercules. Uh, he's got a new book that's coming out called Swords, Starships, Superheroes from Star Trek to Xena, Hercules. A screenwriter's uh, life scripting the stories of heroes. So, anyway, we have a really fun chat. Here's Paul. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> good to be back, Sherry. And uh, the last time we spoke was in March, I think, right at the, uh, the height of the uh, the uh, pandemic, the early days of the toilet uh, toilet paper shortage and so forth. So here we are. <laughs> seven or eight months later, and uh, <laughs> we're still in it, but uh, I think we're all halfway adjusted to it anyway. Yeah, the new norm, the yeah. new normal. Definitely. I just, yeah, at the, at the beginning it was just scary how people were scrounging, and now it's scary how bad the virus is. Yes, it uh, doesn't seem to go away, and the, we're coming up on the you know the winter season, so they're, they're saying it may get even worse, so... Whether we whether we go back to the days of March, I don't know, but I stocked up on enough toilet paper to last me <laughs> till next summer, so uh, I'm I'm good on that end. <laughs> yeah, I we well we always have stores because we're in California and there's earthquakes, so we always had everything stored, but now they're a little bit right. more than we used to do. <laughs> <laughs> But at least I had the the editing of my book to keep me busy in in the, those early months, and now I'm free. <laughs> so now I want I to go out. I want to go to movies, but uh, I can't. I know, I know. You know, my brother and I were talking. They should bring back the drive-in. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You know, I mean, you're in your car. You're safe. Uh, you can watch the movie outside. You can be out. And well, I know there are drive-ins around, but I, I'm not aware of them. I mean, they're not really immediately around where I live. Um, well, they closed, and they, well, they closed and years of, ago. Yeah, many years ago. And some of the sites sure. that they had them at, they built regular movie theaters with a lot of garden lot type thing. Do, do you have a drive-in near you that you frequent? There is a drive-in that's Near, no, it's not near. It's about two little villages down, but um, but they use it for the swap meet. <laughs> I don't think they actually oh, right. use it for movies. Right, um, but do they do they screen movies there at all? 
I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Oh. They should bring back driving. They should. Well, I'm saying I heard that they have, but in other parts of the country, I guess, not around here, not around you, and uh, the studios are not releasing new titles anyway. So I don't know what they're going to show except old movies. So that doesn't seem well, to really be the answer. They're showing a lot of stuff that came out in February and March on the um, you know the screen things, the download stuff. Um, and and maybe some of those shows. It'd be kind of cool to see some of that stuff on the big screen. And a lot of those movies that were released just before the pandemic really didn't get a chance. It was kind of mean. I mean, they had like maybe one, two days, and then boom, no more theaters, right. close, close. Yeah, and then they pulled uh, everything, all the, the releases of the James Bond and Wonder Woman 84, and all of those were delayed to put off and put off, and right now a few are set to open around Christmas time, but we'll see if that happens, if the theaters are not open. Uh, yeah. Death on the Nile is supposed to be come out in screen, on screens only in movie theaters. That's the way they're advertising it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm there. I'm a big movie guy, and I, I don't like watching them on television. If I see a movie in a theater and a, a TV show on a television set, so I don't like to mix the two. And you know, unless it's years later and the movie's not around anymore, and the only way I can see it is to buy the uh, the Blu-ray. That I do. <clears throat> but I don't. You know, every year they send out screeners at award season, the end of the year, <clears throat> for Writers Guild awards and Academy members and so forth. And um, I never watch them because I prefer to see them on the big screen. It's funny because. The thing you miss when you see, you, you miss stuff that's, um, when you see it on the big screen and you miss stuff when you see it on the little screen. It's different stuff. Like, I went to see a movie before all this stuff happened, and uh, you're really excited when you're in a theater. So you might miss the little things. Sure. That you'll see right. on the television later when it's released. What's the last like, movie you I, saw in a movie theater? Uh, Escape from Pretoria. I think the last I saw was Invisible Man. Uh, that was uh, around I March, that, I guess. I saw that, like, about a week before, yeah, a week before the pandemic hit, that it came out, so it was only after right. about a week. Right. Um... But, yeah, anyway, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, got on regular cable, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, as I say, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm a big movie guy. And normally, I would go out maybe on average five times a week uh, to movies, but uh, not since March. <laughs> but, uh, well, but yeah, as I, I say, mean, and as I'm in any television either, really. I mean, shows went out of production early last year. They're, they're back in production, but they haven't debuted yet. And uh, all shows are, are getting cut. Uh, they're, they're getting short. They're going to have shorter seasons, make fewer episodes for what what uh, the season is going to be. Um, but nothing's premiered yet that, uh, that I'm interested in. So there's been a big, uh, <laughs> big dead zone as far as entertainment uh, goes. I know, and it's funny because that's what you—that's what you. Well, you kind of count on during something like this is movies. So I've been watching a lot of um, 
I've been watching a lot of movies from other countries. On Have you? My, um, yeah, I, I get uh, an app, Acorn, but I get it on my television. So mm-hmm. I've been watching, like, stuff from Australia and Britain and New Zealand and all kinds of stuff. It's kind of... <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that in the world that... Oh, and there was a French show I saw that was really interesting. Um, TV series. That was on another... That was just on, like, our cable. Um, but it's... It, it's I've been, like, expanding my horizons. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I thought this would be a good time to have a book on the market because people are stuck at home, you know, to read. But bookstores are going out of business right and left, so uh, you can't really win, I guess. It's not just everything, restaurants, bookstores. It's it's very bad. At least the casinos opened a while ago. So uh, those, I don't know about the ones uh, down in the San Diego area, but... Um, the one that's within driving distance of me opened. Uh, it was shut for about three months, and now they're open again. Vegas is open. Uh, there are still some casino hotels that have not opened, reopened at all yet, but there are enough that uh, that I can go there. But what about social distancing and all that? Because what I know, I mean, I've been going to casinos since I was a very little girl. My parents used to not take us into the casino, but the hotel and the restaurant and stuff like that. And right. it, I mean, you see, and, and I've been to going to casinos as a woman, and you're right next to each other. The chairs are right, all practically on top of each other. Well, yeah, that that's and, and that can be the case crazy. under normal circumstances, but there is social distancing. There, they've um, what they've done is uh, limited the number of people. First of all, I would not go on a week. I've never gone on a weekend when it might be more, you know, crowded in the first place. So I would normally go on a weeknight, let's say, and late at night. You know, I, the one I can drive to <laughs> in, within an hour I can get to um, uh, is um, you, you go through a little a screening, a very short screening process to get in. They, they take your temperature and so forth. Of course, you have to wear a mask. That's mandated. Um, the restaurants are closed except for takeout. And two out of every three slot machines are shut off. So there's not going to be somebody seated right next to you uh, or at a blackjack table, you know, there is social distancing. And surprisingly, uh, you, you get used to it very quickly, and it, that becomes the new norm in a casino. Uh, it's not terribly uncomfortable. In the opposite, I mean, really, you, you, have, more <laughs> you have more freedom, uh, more shoulder room to, to move around, and nobody right next to you. So you know, there are some advantages, and you keep the mask on, and... Um, Theoretically, you're you're safe. I wonder the the mask cut down the cigarette smoke. That was the one thing that always bothered me in the casinos. So, well, there's no smoking allowed now, at all. At all. That will come. I mean, it's no, a, a, a smoking section because the one here has a smoking no. section. No. Uh, no, the casinos that I've been in, uh, the smoking is uh, totally banned temporarily. It'll come back eventually, but. Uh, the entire casinos now are non-smoking casinos, and what you know, and uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. I mean, how are you going to smoke with a mask anyway? You'd have to be constantly uh, as it is. If if you're, you you can drink water or coke or, or whatever, <clears throat> you still have to be lowering and raising the <laughs> the mask in order to take a sip of water. 
but um, that's allowed. Um, so anyway, it's it's quiet, it's comfortable. Um, it, it's not like it used to be. You can't take a pause and go into the restaurant and, and have dinner. That uh, is not an option anymore. There's no entertainment. You can't see a show. Must be, yeah, that must be strange, especially in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, in Vegas, um, <clears throat> it's, it's yeah exactly the airports are pretty quiet the flights are not empty but uh, uh comfortable and they keep the mid uh, seats uh, open or unoccupied at, at least for the time being the, the flights that i've taken so i'm not recommending people run out and do it but if, if you're uncomfortable doing it then fine but i go to these places and and uh it 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 quickly becomes uh, the new normal, the, the way th- th- these things operate. You might, you know, if you're playing slots and you want to play a particular machine and you find that it's shut down, well, you're out of luck. Um, but that's always the case anyway. You, 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 the, the machine might be occupied when you, that you want to uh, go to. I, you know, I like playing the movie and TV-themed uh, slot machines, but uh, that's my preference, Game of Thrones and so forth. Yeah, and there's uh, I I I I like some of the blackjack slot machines. They're fun. Mhm. Right. And the poker slot uh, machine. Where where you live? Are you within a close distance of casinos? There's, yeah, there's two. There's they're they're about the same distance apart from me. Neither of them. It's like uh, about. Uh, forty-five minutes to one, about an hour to the other. Okay. What What are they? What are the names? Oh my God. Oh, you don't know. Well, well I was going to say a problem. I've been to the ones well, down in San Diego, but uh, I don't go anymore because there there are closer ones that are more convenient to me. There's Even um. Pop- what's the name of it? That's the one I went to when we first moved here. Oh, went to for and I went to it for my birthday. Because they had lots. Okay. Well, you must um, not have won a lot of money or you'd remember it. No, I mean, it's just, I it, I blanked it out. It's been a while since I've been there, and I just had thought of it. <laughs> right. Sorry, I you're not. I'm on, on casinos tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. We get a little off topic, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I talk um, about that in my book. I, I've been going to casinos uh for 40 years or, or more, so uh, that's always been a part of my life. It used to be simple to fly to Vegas at midnight. You'd get a $29 round trip, spur of the moment, you know, and uh, it's not that easy anymore. Not that inexpensive. Uh, it is expensive. Just uh, I remember I wanted to see a singer who was going to be performing there, and I got... It was really stupid. Uh, I was a kid. I was 21. And I really wanted to see the show. So we right. bought, we bought a one-way ticket. This was before I became a travel agent. Um, we bought a one-way ticket there and then stayed for the show <laughs> and yeah. had un- gambled and stayed up all night. Right. And then went to the bus station and took the bus home instead of just taking a flight and getting a round trip. It was really stupid, but that was what we did. <laughs> well, that that was the way I normally did it. Go go there and stay stay on my feet all night and then fly back in the morning. I 
I almost never got bothered to get a hotel room. I didn't need it. I wasn't there long enough for it. That that was I, <laughs> I. I would do that and then go into meetings the next day. Oh my God! <laughs> Were you exhausted? Uh, in a good way. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You get re-energized. You, you, what, can, what can I say? I was. It was my lifestyle. <laughs> I, I, I liked. I enjoyed it. You, you, you'd go into this. That was the name. Take, Barona. Okay. Barona. Yes, I've been to that one. I, uh, I've been to them all, but it's been a long time. For, for me, it's too long a drive. But it was a nice place, and I think it's been heavily remodeled uh, since I was there last. Yeah, they've remodeled it a couple times. Right. Um, but that's the name. It finally, you, you know how you go A B C D. <laughs> sure. Oh, I I know exactly. I do that. Yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch uh, down there. Harris has a casino. Um, yeah, but um, too long a drive, and, and not a dur- it's never a direct drive. You're going to go from this freeway to that freeway to the, the, off uh, the, these side roads and then up the side of a mountain and down the other side, and finally you get there, and then I'm exhausted by the time I get there. Yeah, oh, I know. It's really crazy. Um, it's just, it's, I think it's because it's all the way up in the mountains, and you have to go up the side to go to Barona. It's all the way up in the mountains. Yes, right. That's the, the, the oh, one I remember. Yeah. Sure. At least if it's <laughs> raining. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so oh, I should uh, write a book on on my gambling experiences, maybe. <laughs> so, have you been reading? I mean, that's 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 been one of my salvations. Has been reading and working on my own writing. But um, have you been reading any uh, books other than you know other than now that you're done with? With my own book. book. Yeah. Yeah, well, I read, um, I just read Colin Jost's book. I, I, I tend to like show business books myself. <laughs> it's kind of what inspired me to write one of my own. I like behind-the-scenes stuff by writers, uh, you know, directors, actors, and, and so forth. Um, fiction, I did, uh, I just recently read the um, prequel to Hunger Games, which is uh, called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. They're planning on turning that into a movie, too. Um, so that's what I've been reading lately. But the bookstores have been closed until recently. Yeah. I went, I yeah, I went into Barnes & Noble last week, and it was like a ghost town. People are not even going back yet. I hope they do. Or they'll go out of business, too. You can go to, like, Barnes & Noble, and, you, well, you order your book, and they bring the book out to you, and you pay it outside. Well, I realize that, but, I see, I've never, that's not, never the way I have operated. I always go in and browse, and that's how I find books. I mean, if I don't yeah. see them on the bookshelf, I'm not going to know about them in the first place. Because uh, so you have to order it. You look online, you see the books, you read about them, and then. I do. Yeah, I've never been a big on. I've never. That's just not my uh, norm. <laughs> I mean, of course, some you read about, you know, they're coming out. Uh, you know, the, the Bob Woodward book or whatever gets a ton of publicity. But um, I don't browse online. I mean, I if I'm forced to order something online, I do. But if I have the uh, option of going out and picking it up myself and getting it that day and not having to wait for it to come, uh, that's always my preference. Why you do it like that? Go to, to order from you go. You don't order it. They have it. 
You just you call. Do you have this in? Okay, can I uh, can I uh, reserve it and then you put it under your name and you just go and you buy it. That's it. All right. Well, that's fine if you know what you want. But then you deprive yourself of the uh, the, the <laughs> walking through the aisles and discovering something that you didn't know you wanted. You know. Of course. But there's no aisles to browse right now. Well, I, over here, Barnes and Noble has reopened again. There's a bookstore oh. in uh, Pasadena that's reopened. I, I don't. I'm afraid they're not doing great business, and kids aren't going in. You know, parents aren't going in because kids aren't in school yet. Or, well, I guess they still, even online they have to order books, I guess. I don't know why they're not going to bookstores, but bookstores are in trouble. Uh, restaurants are in trouble. <laughs> Movie theaters, as you know. So, um, and theaters, regular uh, theater theaters, plays. Right. Oh, sure. It's, it's, live, it's, yeah, live it's, theaters. Uh, mu- there's no music concerts. Uh, right. Yeah, right. Uh um, I actually, that's one of the things I was, I've been watching. I know you don't do online, but they have um, a Zoom stream of Shakespeare on, from Australia that I've been watching. Uh, I mean, pretty much they've done several plays. It's really kind of interesting how they slowly figured out how to get this so it's all nice and congealed. And all professional actors. Um so it's, it, but it's really interesting. Um, in fact, I just saw Richard III. <laughs> the, but wait, the actors are, are not even uh, together on stage? They're in different locations? They're in their... Yeah, because of wow. the lockdown. Because some of, well, some of them are in Sydney. Some of them are in Melbourne. The ones who were in Melbourne were locked down. But, the, but, they, but they do it as a Zoom, and they all have the same background. And so, like, if they're in a castle, they all have the oh, yeah. background of the castle. Or if they're all outdoors, right. they all have the background of the outdoors. And it's right. like when Richard hands the sword, they he hands the sword, and the other person uh, takes the prop from <laughs> the, their own thing. They're doing it. It's really well done, it's, and it's really good actors. So I actually really, really enjoyed it. I mean, Richard III's a long play. Um, well, right. Well, you're sitting in your chair. You can take a break, and <laughs> they're not going to be bothered, right? Oh no, you're not bothering anybody. I mean, you can, I, my cat can scream, and I can. Yeah, go your cell phone can go off, and the actors won't be annoyed. Sure. I assume yeah. they can't hear you. <laughs> No, no, we're, we're totally silenced. They have like a little uh, chat thing on the side, so if you want to like congratulate an actor for a good performance or the musical interludes live music that somebody's playing, and if you want to uh, congratulate them, and then they have a little thing explaining, uh, and you 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 pay for the ticket. Um, at first it was free, but now and the money for the tickets are actually going to actors. Who aren't making any money right now? And there's there it's and in Australia, it's they don't have like a lot of the union stuff that they do in the U.S. So a lot of people are struggling. Oh yeah, people are struggling everywhere. Yeah. But uh, and as far as Zoom classes go, I have to speak to a UCLA class next week via Zoom. So I had to go out and buy a webcam. <laughs> so I'm all I'm set up for that now, but. I don't know how that's going to work. I'm not sure how many students there are, but there, there are all going to be little squares on my screen, and I'll be in a little square, and uh, um, we'll we'll 
see how that goes. I mean, I've I've done this in person in the past. You, you go to you go to a classroom and you you sit there for two or three hours and you take questions and so forth. It's very pleasant. Um, I have my doubts as to how this will go with Zoom, but it, there's no choice. That's the only way it's being done nowadays. Even you know, even if I even <laughs> even writing staffs on shows. Um, a friend of mine is uh, the executive producer of NCIS, and he he's hired some new writers on staff this season that he's never even met in person yet. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's working Every- from their home. <laughs> yeah, that everybody's doing that. The, the meetings I had, uh, I've had Zoom. Meet- everybody's having Zoom meetings. Zoom is be really. It's uh, I'm not really. Zoom is okay. The Brady Bunch squares and stuff. And I and I have been enjoying watching certain things, but it is strange. <laughs> I, I can't imagine I how know. it would go. Some of these meetings go on for hours. You know, if, if it's one-on-one, you, you and one other person or maybe three people total, I guess I can see how that can kind of work. But if uh, you're, you're normally you'd be sitting at a table with, I mean, on Hercules would have meetings with, uh, all of us on staff and the producers and various other people. There could be a dozen people at the table. Uh, everybody, sh- you know, it's at times people shouting over, over one another, uh, interjecting and uh, to make a point and so forth. It can get very rowdy, and that's always, always kind of an energetic feeling. But you can't, it can't possibly on, work that way on a Zoom. They do that on Zoom. <laughs> it gets that way. Oh, still. do they? Yeah. And the other thing I've seen uh, that's really interesting, um, I it, and this is for, like, interviews a lot, people will do a Zoom uh, interview with someone, and then uh, they will present it on either Facebook or Skype or something, or, or YouTube, so that you don't have to do Zoom. They won't send you the link. They'll send you the YouTube link or the Facebook link. Okay. Yeah, I don't know so much about. I've never been. I've never been into social media, but um, I do. They, they did the, the publishing company Jacobs Brown did uh, establish a Facebook page for me on behalf of the book. So there is a Facebook Paul Robert Coyle page that exists. Um, I've. It, had almost nothing to do with it personally, and it's it's not really launched yet, but it's there. It's, it's it exists. I don't I don't really understand why people use Facebook to post photos of the the pot roast that they cooked last night. I mean, I just don't get that. Um, the thing but, is, that it is a good tool. I use it to promote my show. To promote uh, your show, of course, and I'm trying to promote this book, so I guess that's its purpose. But. Right. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> and also, I, I connected to high school friends I hadn't been able to connect to any other way. So it's, it's good. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I've heard of people staying in touch that way or getting back in touch with people they they've, uh, haven't heard from in years. But um, all right, well, I'm just not into it yet. I'll try to... Try to get, I'll try to work this Facebook page if I can figure out how. I don't even have control well, of it at the moment. Like they those, do. Uh, you could do a Facebook Live reading uh, from a selection to, like, Xenophan. Um, okay. Fine. Yeah, all right. I've, um, you know, they, they asked me if I wanted to do the book on tape, 
And I said, no, I hate that. I don't particularly like the sound of my own voice. Um, I'm not a trained actor. You know, I'd get somebody else to do it. I, I wouldn't mind that. But uh, the, other, the other trouble with a book on tape, you wouldn't be able to see the photos and the script pages and, and so forth, all the memos that I have in there. So um, I'm not sure about that. They're doing a Kindle edition. I'm not even sure about that. What People are going to read a book on a computer screen? You can't flip through the pages? I, I do you, it all the time. You do time. it that way? Do you? Uh-huh. It's my favorite. I prefer having a book. But I, a lot of times that people live in other countries, and it's and I don't it saves me from having to wait forever to get the book through the mail. Right. Um, okay. And so yeah, I people send me their books tree that way all the time. But you can't stack it on a bookshelf and look at it from across the I, room. <laughs> you can't lay on your bed and read a device. I know. I I know. I know. But it's it's it's. It's just like one of my friends who is a business person who travels all the time, uh, she loves reading, and she used to have to have six or seven books stacked uh, in her um, suitcase. Now she can just put it all on her Kindle and carry it with her, and it's one little machine instead of a bunch of books. And then uh, another friend who's an archaeologist she used to bring all her reference books and have one suitcase just for the reference books and another suitcase for her clothes. So she had only got to bring two suitcases, and right. she'd be there for six months. Um, and if you're a girl, uh-huh. that's not nice. Um, <laughs> but now with Kindle, you can have two suitcases full of clothes and other stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So well. that's, you know, for that kind of stuff, it's it's good. I can't. I can't personally autograph a Kindle copy of a book for somebody. Uh, actually, you can now. Oh what? Yep. My God. You know, I, if not for the pandemic, I'd, uh, I'd be doing book signings or events of that nature. That's another thing that have been camped. Besides the movies and and uh, restaurants that have closed, the big Xena convention that was scheduled uh, would have happened in August. That got put off, and various other a thing called a Zenite retreat that I was scheduled to attend and uh, events of that nature all put off. You know, this is the 25th anniversary of Zena, but uh, nobody's been really able to celebrate it. I actually took part in Mary D. Brooks' uh, big book in com- commemorating the Zena's 25th anniversary. I wrote two chapters. and I was is, oh, Really? I, I'm, I'm not aware of that book. Tell me about it. It is called Their Courage Changed the World, and it really doesn't focus on the actors or anybody. It's focused on the fans and how Dina okay. uh, changed the fans' life. It is, um, there are some uh, people from production, like Stephen Sears, who uh, wrote sure. a chapter. Um, yeah, Steve, Steve, by the way, did the uh, foreword for my book. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> right. That's cool. <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> now, is this so, fan? Is this book you're talking about an actual book, or is that only online? It is a book. It is a. It's online, so you can get it Kindle. You can get paperback, and you get a hard copy of it. Uh, a you know, card cover uh, right. copy of it. All right. Uh, illustrated. Um, the. Uh, she actually had um, some of 
uh, videos that you, with the links on the Kindle. Uh, it, it's everything. Anything that was Xena and, and Xena fandom, it had about costumes and, and people uh, meeting and getting married because of Xena and all kinds right. of stuff. And, okay. Um, it's huge, though. It's a massive book. It's like 600 pages. <laughs> all right. Well, my book is half that length. It, my book is not exclusively Xena or Hercules, of course, but they're, they're, uh, those are big parts of my life, so there's a ton of material about all of those shows. And I talk about the fans and dealing with them, um, but I'm also more, it's, it's, it's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff uh, from the writer's point of view. Um, Which is cool. I love that. I, I love writer room information. I think that's really cool. <laughs> right. I talk about the politics that goes on behind the scenes of, of, of any show in television, uh, dealing with the network and, and so forth. We didn't have a network because we were syndicated, but there was a studio, of course, and the producers and uh, all, the, all the stuff that uh, the fans generally don't know about So, but, but might be interested in. Um, and, of course, I'm also targeting would-be writers. Anybody interested in writing for television, my stories are universal in the sense that they're not necessarily specific to any any of the shows that I write about, but they happen on those shows, so the, the, if you're familiar with those shows and like them, um, there's stuff to read about here that you may not have heard about before. Um, and I did go to New Zealand, so I, you know, I experienced that side of it, too. So, uh, um, the fa- and I talk about the fans. You know, I recently dug, you know, I had a lot of, I, I used to get a lot of mail from fans. This was in the days when people would, would send letters. They'd send them uh, to care, you know, care of Universal Studios. So I, I had a, a lot of letters, and I responded to the people at the time. And then I, uh, I saved them. I put them all in a box. And recently I've dug some out because I'm, I'm trying to um, see if I can get back in touch with some of those fans who might be interested in, in the book. If if they're still at the same address they were years ago, and I have connected with a few of them so far, so uh, and they they you know as best I can tell there does seem to be an interest in in, in reading about this. Uh, I didn't I didn't write this book with the the 25th anniversary in mind. It just happened to work out that way. Um, I guess this other person who wrote the, wrote her book uh, did, did in fact target this year. Is, is that uh, the case? She must have been 600 pages. She must have been working on it for a long time. It, two years. Um, yeah, she came up with the concept two years before. She gave all of the contributors, uh, people that like me that wrote um, that are not. I'm a fan, but I'm also a professional, so I wrote. That's why I wrote two chapters. Um, she gave everybody about a year to write uh, right. whatever you're going to write. So it was like that's not a hard deadline. Um, <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> and then it took about another, I think it was six months or seven months where it came out. No, nine months because it came out in September. So it took another nine months to get everything together and publish it. And she pretty much did it by herself. Oh, it was self-published? No, it was published through a publishing company, but she I'm talking about she gathered all the information, she edited it. She right. Oh, to sure. Right. Yeah, I, mean, so she, I mean, she did have some help, but really it was her baby. 
have these fan clubs stayed uh, in operation all these years? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thema fandom is still very active. And, A lot uh, of charity stuff that they've been doing. Like the um, like Lucy's Starship, uh, all the money for her book goes to Renee O'Connor's charity and Lucy Lawless's charity. Not one penny to other than okay. Renee. All right. Uh, one of, I, I know Lucy's a starship, and I can't, I'm trying to remember Renee's, and I can't remember what her charity is at the moment. Um, but those charities get all the money, and it's doing extremely well. All right, good. Good. Well, if the readers of some of those readers might be interested in, in my stories, too. Yeah, that's, that's let's hope. Uh, the name of your book is um, Sword, Starships, and Superheroes? Yes. From And the subtitle and from Star Trek to Xena to Hercules, a TV writer's life scripting the stories of heroes. It's a long title, but <laughs> the publishers wanted some buzzwords in there, like uh, Star Trek and Xena and Hercules, specifically uh, because they felt that people interested in buying books do Google searches on their favorite subjects, and that's how the book might come to their attention. So that's why the title got so long. <laughs> that is where Facebook is a really good thing, because Facebook, uh, there is one, two... Three groups for Xena that I know of that are extremely active. One of them is Mary's, and there's uh, another one that's called Xena and War, uh, Xena and Hercules, or something. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's another <laughs> okay. Xena and Hercules. And then there's a third group that's strictly Xena. Um, but they're all really, 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 really still active, and a lot of them, like I said, do work for, uh, do stuff for charity. Um, right. And you would have met some of those people when you went to the retreat. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I probably did years ago. Oh, yeah, sure. That's that's but, what I'm uh, saying. Some of them I'm trying to get back in touch with, and and I have, but uh, you know, <laughs> unless they live at the same address they lived at when they wrote me those letters, uh, the, the letters are going to bounce back to me is undeliverable. And back then, yeah. uh, email was just starting to be a thing, so most most people didn't even have it then. So it, I never had email addresses on most of these people. They, you know, they they. I also had the um, <laughs> the strange uh, privilege of being a character on the show played by Michael Hurst. So a lot of the I fans remember. kind of kind of knew me through that odd connection. <laughs> All of everybody was in that. Rob and everybody was yes. made fun of. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Um, oh, that's in, uh, the picture of Liz was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That was we did two episodes there. The, the first one was so popular that we did a sequel. That was the one where Hercules was missing, right? One of them. Yeah. Well, we had we we had a whole we had to do a whole see you know Hercules. I mean uh, Kevin Sorbo had uh, the medical issues and uh, had to miss a whole bunch of episodes and had a slow recovery. So we had to do a whole bunch of uh, Herc free Herc light or Herc free episodes. And luckily, we had people like Bruce Campbell uh, to rely on, and uh, 
So we struggled to make make it through that season. And one of the episodes we did with Herc missing was, uh, what if we, the writers or the characters, trying to figure out how to continue doing the show without uh, our star? That's that's how that came about. That was an emergency. <laughs> the day they, there was, Alex and Bob wrote that one. They pitched that story one day, and I, we were all laughing. But I'm thinking, well, this is never going to happen. I mean, <laughs> it's it's one big in joke. To us, it's very amusing, but uh, I don't think the audience is going to get it. But, uh, you know, the audience did seem to appreciate it. Those, those turned out to be very popular episodes. They were yep. clip shows, you know, comprised of clips from previous episodes that Kevin was, in fact, in. So <laughs> it, it was trying to fool the audience into thinking he was on camera more than he actually was uh, for that one. Actually, that's one of the things was very... Uh... Uh, creatively done, uh, especially on Xena, where the clip shows, um, like the one where, I don't know if you were part of it, but on Xena, um, Gabrielle goes to the Academy of the Bards, the whole thing was yeah, the that was that, Yeah, that, that was the first uh, clip show. That was first season. I, I wasn't there the first season. Um, I did do a clip show the, uh, in the last season, uh, uh, Send in the Clones, for modern day. <laughs> But, um, no, every, I mean, a lot of shows look down their noses at uh, clip shows, and uh, be, frankly, they are what they are. They're, they're, they're only produced to, to save money, you know, so you, you get an episode where you only have to shoot three or four days worth of new material, and you fill out the rest of the hour with clips of old episodes. That's, that's strictly a budgetary consideration. That, that's why any show did them. But I think, you know, we were creative with ours, and Rob felt that the, there's right. nothing wrong with them. The fans like seeing the old scenes anyway, so why not? And they were, like I said, they were really creatively done, which is the best way, you know. It wasn't just, okay, uh, let's reminisce, and here's this, and here's the scene. It was much yes. more interesting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That way we could do. We could come to modern day. We could do different time periods. Uh, the, the clip shows in and of no. themselves. I mean, were yeah, they, they were highlights. <laughs> Almost every season, we would do one. I think in the last season, Zena did two because uh, they, they went over budget on some episodes. They had to make up for it, so they ended up doing two clip shows. Do you know but, who actually came, uh, uh, came up with the concept of the clip show and why? Well, it's same as uh, as any of us. As I say, with the, in the in, um, all right, we, there's a mandate. We have to do a clip show. Does anybody have an no, idea? No, no, no. I don't. Think you know, that. I mean, who invented it? Oh, you mean years ago? Yeah. The first time I, I remember did. ever seeing it was and on a Mod Squad episode in the late '60s. It's even earlier than that. That's I'm sure part. it was, uh, but uh, what do you do? You know? Do you have an answer? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Go ahead. The first what person to do a clip show was Desi Arnaz because Lucy was pregnant, and they still had to fill in the shows. So they did clips of different older shows and interspersed it with modern, well, modern, with uh, stuff that uh, was happening like. Uh, Lucy buying some stuff in the hospital because she wasn't there. She was actually with the baby. Yeah, of course. So right. Had to come up with ideas and concepts. So the first clip show was on I Love Lucy, and Desi came All up right. with it. Okay. I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> was it just one episode or a series of them? It was a series of them. It was to fill out 
the rest of the season while, uh, while she was recuperating well, from her. Because she had a C-section. Right. Right. And, of when course, Anzina had, had a similar experience with Lucy in the, when she had her horseback riding accident. I, that My first script was on the verge of shooting when that happened, so I had to rewrite it. That's the one where we did a body swap thing, and Callisto ended up uh, playing the lead in that, you know, Hudson-like. Uh, Callisto and Xena swapped bodies. So it was Xena and Callisto's body. That was because of Lucy's uh, accident. And then she missed a series of episodes. And uh, then the next one I wrote was the one, the first one when she returned, uh, when she was back. Um, you know, she fell off a horse in Burbank. Not, it didn't happen on the set of Xena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, um, the Tonight Show. I actually really remember it. Mm-hmm, I was right. watching, and and the show was canceled because, of course, she went to the hospital. And I was like, everybody's like, what happened? And then you found out the next day that poor Lucy got really seriously injured. Um, so I was in L.A. So <laughs> I remember. Right. Yeah. Well, I was in the offices. Yeah. That. Um... And those were tense times. Nobody, you know, at first it was it was serious, but nobody really knew how serious. Um, anyway, she recovered and she went. She was back in action. But then, so the the, the next script that I wrote, uh, which is uh, the first one she shot when she was back, they told me, all right, well, make sure that uh, write a scene in the teaser where where Zena gets hurt. That way, if Lucy's limping from her real life accident, it'll 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 be in character for the show. So uh, those were my marching orders. I had to maim the star of the show in the the opening scenes. And as it turns out, I don't think it was necessary because she really wasn't limping. But she did miss a series of episodes. And then a year later, the same thing happened to me with Kevin Sorbo and I had to go through that whole thing again. So these are the kind of behind-the-scenes stories that, that I talk about. And people don't really know what goes into the writing of a show. Even the fans, you know, they, they don't really know they see it, and they, they they see the final result, of course, but they 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 never know what led up to that. <laughs> and sometimes I think it's pretty interesting. I like reading other people's Great. books of this nature. What is the um, so? How can they get the book? Where is it going to be? Is it available on uh, bookstores, Amazon? How is it available? Yeah, it's Amazon, or uh, if you go to the Jacobs Brown uh, website, Jacobs Brown is the name of the publisher, so jacobsbrownmediagroup.com, and uh, if you order from them, it's the same price as Amazon, but you get a copy that I signed. Uh, you know, I signed a, a bunch of them uh, one day a few weeks ago, so if they run out of those, I guess I'll sign more. Cool. And um, are you going to be doing any um, virtual events? Yes, I. Um, well, I, I've got a bunch of interviews scheduled, podcasts of just like we're doing, and some will be Zoom meetings. I don't specifically know when or how people would be able to see them yet, so I can't give you that information right this minute. Um, and I hope eventually to be able to do actual events, <laughs> you know, yeah, conventions, know. or but not uh, certainly not until next year at some point. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think they moved the Xena Convention to April or something. Yeah, that's the last I heard. But I, I don't. don't I, I, I'd be optimistic from the way things are right now, so I don't know. Sure, right. <laughs> um, so uh, do you, I know you are on Facebook, but uh, the, the, 
publisher control that, or do you do it, or how does that they, work? They, they do it so like far, crazy. and it's, you know, we haven't really done much with it, but there is a Facebook page. It exists. Uh, but you can hold, find a whole bunch of information on the Jacobs Brown website, excerpts from the book, um, you know, stuff, stuff about me. You can click on the, about the author. Uh, you can buy the book through, through the website. Um, you, can, you can read sections of the book on the, on the website. And it's, it's pretty uh, – and they've got a whole bunch of photos, some of which aren't even in the book. Um, JacobsBrownMediaGroup.com, that's kind of the best way to – to get more information about the book. And okay. you know, and when I when I originally wrote it, it was all it was all backstage uh, Hercules and Xena stuff and Star Trek because I wrote a bunch of those too. And then they, they the publishers wanted me to expand it. They wanted my life story, my coming to Hollywood and and so forth. So the book became more of a memoir than I originally had planned. But it's all in there if you're interested in those shows, you're interested in thinking about writing for television. Um, there should hopefully be uh, chapters of interest for everybody. Great. Um, and if you, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do it? Is through the publisher or through Facebook or which way? Through Facebook, that? I guess. I mean, there is a way to send messages, right? And uh, I should be able to receive them on a, uh-huh. on a Gmail account that I established years ago but never used, and I believe that's linked now to the uh, Facebook page. So I would. Yeah, the answer is yeah. I'd love to hear from people after they've read the book. So far, of course, the people I'm hearing from are friends and relatives, or people that I've worked with, who people who are in the book, or who, you know, who experienced some of the things I went through. I, I so far I haven't started hearing from readers that I don't personally know, and I would I'd love to. I have to brace myself, of course, for the. The internet trolls, some of whom are never happy with anything, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I would love to get feedback from fans, definitely. Okay, great. Um, um, thank you, Paul, for coming on the show. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, it's always fun, Sherry. Nice talking to you. Thank you, and thank you for chatting with Sherry. Uh-huh.